So we'll start with his words. Please open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12.12 or follow along with the verses displayed on the screen. But before we start reading, would you pray with me? Dear Lord, I thank you for this chance to talk about this special bond that we have as Christians and what it has meant for me to be a member of this local church. Thank you for those people that have shared kind thoughts and prayers as I have prepared to give this message. Please let my words and thoughts be communicated clearly, and may they spark some new ideas on those listening to help us grow in fellowship and to strengthen our community. Help my words to be true and reflect accurately those that are in your word, as I pray that they serve to glorify your name and to bring us closer to you. In Jesus' name, amen. So starting in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. Skipping ahead to verse 24, we read, But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. The city of Corinth was a very wealthy and socially diverse city. Probably not all that different from the city of Fishers today. There were Jews and Greeks, slave and free, people of enormous power and wealth, and those who were of no regard. One thing that has not changed much during the thousands of years since Paul's words is our human nature to congregate with people who are like us and often not to associate with people who are different. Walking into the Corinthian church for a worship service was meant to be different, just as it should be for someone walking into our service here at Prairie View. This can sometimes be a struggle for us just as it was for the people of Corinth, and does not always work as it should. But take a look around you. Are there people in this church that you have nothing much in common with, but you would consider them a friend regardless? Only as part of the body of Christ do we make this connection, this community of brothers and sisters in Christ, a community of believers who study the Bible together, pray together, and occasionally eat together, ignoring our differences, and hopefully forgetting those things that we might not agree on for just a little while. 
As Paul says, the church is one body made up of different individuals who have placed their faith in Jesus. And each is essential to that church, essential to the body of Christ. None of us should place less value on our place in the body. Just because you're a foot and not a hand does not make your place in the body any less important. The human body is an intricate and interconnected wonder. Scientists and biologists are still discovering new wonders about how things work and, and uh, how they work the way that they do. And the body of Christ is the same. From head to toe, every part is important and necessary and assembled by our Creator. What you bring to the church is a gift that you receive from God, not something you have earned, and God can take it away in a moment. All the parts are connected to one another. When one part is hurting, all feel their pain. When one rejoices, all rejoice together. That all sounds nice and good, but what can that mean to us, individually and as Prairie View Christian Church? The pastors and elders have been going through a book study over the past year called The Compelling Community. The author suggests that uh, community involves commitment that often starts with comfort-based commitment. Finding a church that seems to have people like us, music and preaching that we like, and activities for us and our children that we enjoy. But should we choose our church much like we choose whether to shop at Meyer or Kroger or whether to buy a Mac or a Windows computer? I agree with the authors that there should be more to joining a church community than that, something that they name calling-based commitment. This calling into God's family starts with our salvation by our recognition of our need to follow Jesus as he first loved us. It then continues into our love for other Christians, as whoever loves God must also love his brother. There are no exceptions. Following that is a commitment that we make to our local church, which the authors further break it down into several categories, which I will focus on two today, namely to assemble regularly with one another and to love one another deeply and sacrificially. I've already mentioned a few examples of how our church might assemble regularly with one another, but let's check what the Bible has to say. If we read from Hebrews 10, verse 24, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And from Acts Uh, Chapter 2, verse 42, we read that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all, as any had need. And day by day attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number, day by day, 
those who were being saved. So eating, talking, visiting, praying together are all a key part of our church community. They're a great way to create new and strengthen existing relationships within our church community. Make it a priority. Make it a habit to attend church church services um, regularly every Sunday and to be a part of other activities that interest you through the week. I don't think that this means that you're expected to attend church each and every Sunday morning and never miss a small group meeting. I also don't think that it means that you should sell everything that you own and give all the proceeds to the church. It does mean that you make a commitment to be part of that community, to support it financially, and to make it a priority in your busy schedule, and not just something to do if nothing better comes along. As what could be better than spending time in God's Word with other believers? The time we spend together in worship and in prayer, the time we spend in fellowship and sharing of our lives together, the commitment we make to our Christian community are all great medicine to help heal our broken earthly bodies and souls and prepare us for our eternal reward. Another commitment is to love one another deeply and sacrificially. To repeat something Craig said a few weeks ago when talking about giving financially, as I think it applies today as well, let's go to Acts 20, verse 34, where Paul says, You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who were with me. In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. I know it can be hard to be gracious when we're on the receiving end of these gifts from others. When I've been on the receiving end from others in the church, I've sometimes felt a little uncomfortable, feeling as if I didn't really need their financial gifts. And to be honest, being the recipient of a meal train can sometimes be a bit of a hassle. But after experiencing meal after meal delivered to our door, more importantly accompanied by a kind word and a hug, I soon came to realize it was not about the actual gift of the money or the food but rather an expression of love for me and my family during a season of trials and suffering. A token of their love, which I did greatly need and remain very thankful for. A way for them to give of their love and their kindness with no expectation of return. A way for them to show that they cared when no words could be enough. Some of these gifts came from people that I didn't even know very well. But as members of the same local church, our lives were connected nonetheless. From John 13:34, Jesus says that a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. A good place to start is to support, pray for, and care for your fellow church members. That is easier to do for those that look like us, think like us, act like us, but might not be so easy for those that are different from us. Jesus loves unconditionally 
sacrificially, with forgiveness, and eternally? How can we as believers love as Christ loved? Only by listening to the Holy Spirit living inside us can we love our fellow believers, our friends, our family members, and the even more difficult task of loving our enemies. Those people that we might not agree with and probably don't like very much. That does not come naturally. It requires a change of heart, a recognition that we have all sinned before God and are only saved by becoming part of the body of Christ. Our understanding that he died on the cross before rising again to provide our forgiveness and in us deciding to accept him as our Lord and our personal Savior. After receiving an Emmy Lifetime Achievement Award, the wise Mr. Fred Rogers asked the crowd to take 10 seconds and think of the people who have helped you become who you are. He recognized how a person's actions can leave a lasting impact on others. To inspire by listening, advising, cheering on, and by example. Sometimes all that is needed is to just show up. To be available in a time of need and to notice when a fellow believer is in pain. Sometimes words are not needed, but if they are, you can expect them to be provided. Just as Jesus tells his disciples in Luke 12, do not be anxious about how you should defend yourself or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. I still remember a Sunday over 16 years ago when someone did that for me. My wife was at the hospital with our daughter who was going through a serious and lengthy medical battle at the time. So I was at church by myself, feeling so alone, even with a whole lot of people around me. But I remember one person in particular that showed up for me. Not many words were exchanged, but a shoulder to cry on and a loving hug were offered and accepted and not quickly forgotten. When you're not sure how you can help someone, a good place to start might be to find a way to be there for them, to just simply show up. How can you help carry someone else's burdens today? Maybe we just need to take the time to notice the needs among us and to look for opportunities to help lighten their load not knowing how that small act of compassion might ripple throughout their life. So many of these points can also be found in the Prairie View Christian Church Membership Covenant. In fact, the exact phrase, I commit myself to God and this church family, can be found in that document. Also, that membership provides a family to love and care for us and provides a place to practice our faith in fellowship in community with other believers. It's good to review and remind ourselves what the expectations of that membership at Prairie View are. And I encourage you to do so, and that can be found on our church website. Hopefully you've learned a few things about what a Christian community can mean for you and at Prairie View. And have a few ideas about how you can be a productive and meaningful part of that community. But the cornerstone of that community is found in Jesus' words in Matthew 18, where he says, Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, 
it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I among them. A community can be many or it can be few. But if Jesus is not part of your community, it just doesn't work. If Jesus is not the focus of that community, then maybe it's more of a social club than a Christian community. We cannot create a Christian community by our own actions. While having a fellowship pitch-in meal is a wonderful and delicious thing to do, true community, to love as Jesus loves, to sacrifice our own wants and to serve the needs of others, can only be accomplished with the power and strength of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Simply put, Christian community is made up of those who love Jesus and who fellowship with each other, where the true love of Jesus can be seen and felt. Would you pray with me? Dear Lord, Father God, just thank you for this opportunity to speak from my heart. And I thank you for this special community of believers that we are a part of. Not just inside of our local church, but in locations throughout the world. Help us all to see a need and fill a need. As the word teaches us to do when one of our members is hurting. When we aren't sure what to do, help us to just show up and be confident that you will provide any words or actions needed. That this is not just for the pastors and the elders to do, but for all of us. To follow Jesus, to love him, and to love our neighbors. It sounds so easy, but we all know it is not. Further, I pray that Pastor Ben had a good last week of his sabbatical as we welcome him back soon. That him and his family come back well rested and ready to continue the good works done here at Prairie View. Lastly, in all that we do, help us to remember that it is not by our actions that we build true community, but only by the power and love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's in his name that I pray. Amen.